Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily. Joe Giglio with you. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast here. Of course, myself and Tucker Bagley put up a lot of our video podcasts, 94WIP, the YouTube page. Check it out there. Also, we've been putting more of show opening segments from the best of WIP, midday show, morning show, afternoon show. Check it out there if you love watching as you listen. And, uh, you know, you're, obviously there's been a lot of sports talk on TV slash YouTube slash everything over the years. If you enjoy that kind of thing, uh, check out our YouTube page to give us a, a subscription. Hit that subscribe button there. All right, today I want to get into a big picture question on the Eagles that maybe the numbers point you one way, but reality and, and common sense point you the other way. I'll explain. So, look, the Eagles are in a bad way right now. Back-to-back losses where they got their butts handed to them by the 49ers and the Cowboys. Right now, let's be real, they look like no better than the third-best team in the NFC with San Francisco 1, Dallas 2 right now. We know the schedule's in the Eagles' favor. If they could take care of business, they could give themselves a top-two seed, which really gives them a, a great chance to make an NFC championship game without having to do a lot of heavy lifting. I mean, they could potentially, you know, if the Eagles just take care of their business the last four weeks and or the Cowboys slip up against a tough schedule, I mean, the Eagles really could have a scenario where they face, let's say, the Rams or or Vikings and then Lions on the, on the road to an NFC Championship game, both at home. So they have time. The Eagles, if they can figure their stuff out, have time to get themselves in a much more you know, winning position, championship position before, let's say, the next time they see Dallas and or San Francisco. Now they got to do that, though. And and really, there's two issues, and it's unfortunately both sides of the football. The only unit right now I feel great about is the special teams. Covey's had a Pro Bowl kind of season. We know what kind of kicker Jake Elliott is. Braden Mann with the fake punt. Special teams has been tremendous so far this year, but everything else is not. And when you look at it, there's the two big areas of concern, of course, the offense and the defense. And we've moved towards the offense joining the defense as a big picture concern the rest of the season. Let me just throw some numbers at you, and then I'm going to tell you why I'm actually more concerned with the offense than I am the defense. Now, there's no question which unit is worse. That is obvious. The defense is worse. Their numbers across the board are ghastly. Okay, ready for this? Defense, points per game allowed, 28th. Yards per play, 23rd. Third down conversion percentage, 32nd. In the last four weeks, Eagles have allowed over 56% of third down to be converted. You just cannot play defense like that in the NFL. You just can't. You cannot play defense at that level in the National Football League. Their third down sack percentage is 32nd. They don't they don't get to the quarterback on third down. It is a problem. And when you have a secondary as bad as this, and you don't get to the quarterback on third down, you're screwed. Okay, opponent pass rating is down to 30th now. And you know, I remember we had this conversation, I believe, after the Commanders game in in late October on the midday show. And I said, you know, you can't win a Super Bowl with a, with a pass defense this bad. And, and of course, people are like, oh, rah, rah, rah. You, yeah, you can. Look, there's outliers. The Chiefs did it last year. No, you, you can't win a Super Bowl with a third down defense this bad. You can't win a Super Bowl with a passer rating against this bad. They turn every quarterback into a Pro Bowler. 
Obviously, they've played some good ones lately that actually are pro bowlers between Purdy and Prescott and Allen and Mahomes and all those guys. They're going to put up their numbers. They're really good quarterbacks. The issue is that that they've made Sam Howell look good. They made Mac Jones look good. And this is the kind of stuff they can't do. And now they go play Geno Smith, Tommy DeVito, Kyler Murray down the stretch of the season. They're probably going to make those guys look a little bit above what they are. Um, And then in recent weeks, on top of that, yards per rush allowed. That's dropped to 18th. Their run defense has not been as good. Look, through week seven, they were sixth in the NFL in points per game allowed at 21. Since then, they're allowing 30 points and 369 yards per game. They've now allowed 30 more points, three straight games, or the seventh time in franchise history they've done that. So it's gotten really bad on defense, okay? And especially situationally, before the warning, last two minutes of the first half, a lot of points allowed. So the numbers are all bad on defense. You know it, I know it. Now, the offensive numbers are not as bad. We know how the first half has gone lately, but overall for the season, they're sixth in points per game. They're 11th in yards per play. They're third and third down conversion percentage. They're good situationally there. They're sixth in points per play. They're tenth in red zone touchdown percentage. They're 11th actually in first half points per game. They take too many sacks. We know that. 21st is sack percentage. But Jalen Hurts in totality, I think, has performed somewhere within the six to ten range as a quarterback. I, I said last week I don't think he's played like a top five guy, and I believe that, and nothing's changed my mind watching him on Sunday. But he's 12th in completion percentage. Eighth in yards per attempt, ninth in passer rating, eighth in QBR, all that. Too many sacks, too many turnovers, a lot of touchdowns. I think Jalen's played at at a decent level, a a good level this year. For him, I think a step back from last year. But that's, that's not really the whole story here. And when I look at this, although the numbers all point to the defense being the way bigger issue, my issue is more on the offensive side of the football because I expected some of this on defense. And I think some of it we can excuse with personnel, with mistakes by Howie Roseman, and with the fact that they just bet on the wrong guys. They let go 20-something in their prime, you know, TJ Edwards, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. They retained 30-something Bradbury and Slay. And Slay's still having a decent season, although he's, he's very dopey with the stuff off the field and his personality just it's not winning personality in my opinion, but whatever. He's he's still a good player and he's not the biggest issue on this defense. Bradbury gets cooked every other every other play. Blankenship I like. He's probably their best safety. He can't stay on the field. The buyer trade has been a complete bust. That guy can't play anymore. It just feels like he's he's reached the, the he's fallen off a cliff as a player. The slot corner position has been in, tremendously bad. All that's true. So talent wise on defense, they're a mess. We I don't have to go over linebacker. You know it. I expected the defense to take a major step back from last year. If you had told me, Joe, they end up as the 18th or 20th best defense in the NFL, I wouldn't have been surprised. They lost a lot of talent, a lot of players. They're, they have two young defensive tackles that are that are young and probably hitting a wall. So it all kind of makes sense why the defense thinks. The offense sputtering the way it has has had a trickle-down effect on the whole thing. And it's why big picture the rest of the season – I'm more concerned with the offense. They put all their money into the offense. They put all their resources to the offense. They kept drafting offense when they probably should have been replenishing the defense. They have like all the talent on this team is on the offensive side of the football. If we're making a list right now of, let's say, I don't have a pen in front of me, but I have my notepad in front of me on my phone, like my little note app. If we're doing a list of, let's say, the 15 best players on the Eagles, 15 or 20, let's see how far we want to count. Let's see how many are defensive players. Let's just start with the offense. And 
I don't think I have to, you know, I'm going to keep going until I feel like, yeah, that guy probably doesn't belong. Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, that's three. Uh, Lane Johnson, okay, let's go Lane, that's four. Jason Kelsey's five. Dickerson, six. Okay, that's without question as a top, uh, let's go Dallas Goddard, seven. Okay, I'm not going to put Swift, but I'm going to go at least seven there on the offensive side of the football. And you know what, let's just, let's do this. Top 10 Eagles on the team. Okay, now let's go to the defense side. I put those seven as top 10 players on the team without question. Hertz, A.J., Devontae, Lane, Kelsey, Dickerson, Goddard. Seven of their 11 starters are top 10 players on the team. How many guys in the defense belong on this list? Reddick? Sure. Sweat, I would put in here, yep. Carter? Yeah, let's put Carter. So seven of the top 10 players on the team are on the offensive side of the football. Seven of the top 10 players in the team are on the offensive side of the football. I didn't put Mylotta, who certainly has a, a, you know, he's part of the conversation. You could put him here. I know a lot of people would want to put DeAndre Swift, even though I'll back off that a little bit. I don't think so. And then who would be the next defensive player you want to put on the list? Davis? Yeah, I, I would consider Davis certainly as part of this. Uh, Slay? And probably Blankenship. Okay, so we, we have seven of the top 10 pl- uh, players on the whole team are on the offensive side of the football. Follow the money as well. The money is in A.J. Brown. The draft pick is in Devontae Smith. The money is in Jalen Hurts. The money is in Lane Johnson. The money, by the way, $16 million for a center, is in Jason Kelsey. The, the, the bulk of the talent on the team, the bulk of the highest paid players in the team, are on the offensive side of the football. And what's going on on the offensive side of the football right now is not good enough. And it's it's actually creating a really negative trickle-down effect that I think is making the defense worse. I, I kind of compare the way the Eagles want to play, how they build their team. Now, different players, different styles, but this is just how they want to play. I, I believe there's a lot of blueprint here from, let's say, the old Peyton Manning Colts. And the old Peyton Manning Colts were built on the offensive side of the football in terms of the quarterback, the wide receivers, the offensive line. And their plan was to throw the football early, to run it late, to get a lead, and then to run the ball in the second half with a lead and to allow their defense, which was small, speed, Pass rushers. That's where they put their, that's how they built their football team. Small speed pass rushers. Dwight Freeney, Robert, Robert Mathis. Let them get after the quarterback with a two touchdown lead. That's how the 2022 Eagles, you know, dominated the league. They got a, a lead early by throwing the football. They ran it late to protect the lead and they let their pass rushers, especially, you know, in the second half, pin their ears back and go get the quarterback 70 sacks last year. This year, especially in the last month, they're falling behind 106-50 to 50 in the first half of the last six games. So we could blend the defense some of that, but 50 points in the first half of the last six games, not good enough. The Eagles' offense needs to jump on teams. That's how this team was built. That's how this, this, this whole thing, in, in essence, is predicated on an early lead. That's how the old Colts were. That's how this Eagles team is, which is so ironic because obviously the Eagles came back and won some of these games this year, but that's not the blueprint. That's not how this team is supposed to be built. So it's making a defense which isn't super talented to begin with even more strained because now they got to play, you know, the other team's, you know, pouring on the whole time. And now teams are running on them, which when really the Eagles are built to go after the pass. That's how they built their football team. The linebackers stink and all that kind of stuff. Like they're not built to line up in the trenches and stop the run when a team is ahead of them. All this is contributing. And then you factor in 
the coaching staff. It's an offensive head coach. Jeff Lurie and this franchise want to be an offensive team. So it's all factoring in here. And you think about how this is going to play out, let's say, the next few weeks of the season and then into the playoffs. Look at the teams in the NFC. And I'm still projecting. I know Detroit has struggled, but I'm still projecting the final four in the NFC to be Dallas, San Francisco, Philadelphia, Detroit. We'll see the matchups in the order by the time we get to division around weekend. They all score. They all score. Right now, San Francisco scores, and they're the most efficient offense. Dallas is putting up a crazy amount of points per game, and Dak is legitimately the favorite to win the NFL MVP. Detroit scores. The Eagles need to score. There's no like magic elixir here. Sean Desai's not going to figure out something overnight. Like, so, like Eventually here, the Eagles' offense is going to have to carry the day. Is it fair? No, is it, it's probably not because you look at the numbers. I just, I just listed them. You know, the Eagles' offense has outperformed the defense. I mean, clearly. You know, the Eagles' offense has performed like probably one of the seven to ten best offenses in the NFL. The defense is a bottom five unit. So to put more blame it would be silly, but my frustration, my concern is with the offense because I believe, I really believe in complementary football. Mike Labardi always uses this term, complementary football. And the way the Eagles have built out their foundation, the defense complements the offense. The offense has to be the driving force of the team. They need leads so they could play their version of defense. And I believe last year they were able to run downhill playing their way because their offense jumped on teams. They went into the half with leads all the time. The defense came out and could play the pass in the second half. They could pin their ears back. They didn't have to worry about the run defense. This year, everything is backwards for the 2023 Eagles, where they're playing from behind when they really should try to play from ahead. They're trying to play defense from behind when really they're built to play from ahead. You're asking cornerbacks that are not as good as they were last year to play four quarters of defense full straight up instead of playing from ahead where they could read the quarterback's eyes and jump a route or give a little cushion and do their thing. This whole thing is backwards. So my bigger concern the rest of the season is the offense. They need to stop turning the football over. The creativity on the offensive side of the football has to be much better. Jalen Hurts has to be more towards a top five quarterback and MVP candidate than a top eight, nine, ten quarterback. They need to be a great offense to have any chance to win the Super Bowl. That's it. Point blank, period, end of story. The defense, can they, as the next few weeks go on, improve? Sure. Can they become, by the end of the season, the 20th best defense in the NFL rather than the 28th best defense? I think that's possible. But it won't matter if the offense is 11th or 12th. It won't matter. It won't matter if they're scoring six points in the first half because 20th, 25th won't matter. The offense needs to be the side of the football immediately that wakes up for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's actually, despite the defense being worse, where my bigger concern is. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following WIP Daily. Check it out, the YouTube page. And, of course, subscribe to the pod wherever you get your podcasts. Appreciate everyone making WIP Daily a part of your day. We will talk soon, as always, on WIP Daily.